Welcome to Volume 2 of the Insider Series. Enjoy. Um, I think one other thing I want to talk about is the morning routine we've got. We've got M3 now, which is fantastic. Yeah. The next thing I know that you like to tell your clients about is the uh, visual stuff, visioning, and yeah. also having uh, a life board or, yeah. or objectives. Board, yeah. Can you just talk us through that? What What is it? Why does it help? Yeah, so again, you know, anyone that works with me, um, so when we talk about M3, there's a lot more that sits below this. And one of the things, you know, you know, you and I discussed this year is we're going to just flood the market with free content because you get all this inspirational stuff and you, everyone likes it, moves on. Oh, that's cool. I like that. And, you know, you know, be a better person or, you know, gratitude, and you know, great. But how do you do it? And one of the things that I wanted to do this year is really help people understand the how, mm-hmm. you know, how do I be better? How do I um, work this into my routine? How, 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 right? Because no one really tells you how. Mm. Um, so when we talk about M3, Again, there's so much more that sits behind it. So I've given you sort of like a snippet, which is a good way to start. Um, you know, when it comes to a life board, so everyone might know it as a vision board, right? And a vision board literally is, here's the things that I want to achieve. I've got them on my vision board. I print pictures out. I've got motivational quotes on there. I've got pictures of family and holidays and cars. And that's cool because that's the that's the vision, right? The life board um, is more than that so you've got the things so it's chopped up into this so you've got all the stuff that you want to achieve mm. so whether it be money health family stuff you know holidays you've got that materialistic stuff as well um and actually you'd find that a lot of vision boards have a lot of materialistic stuff mm. which is interesting and that's the difference of the life board the life board has pictures of your family mm. it's got um things like i call personal statements which which you know about um you know those are things that which are true to you and who you mm. are. Um, and you've also got stuff like um, uh, motivational quotes on there. You, you might have anything on there that resonates to to who you are, uh, what connects to you, your family, your friends. So it's literally a board. And when I say a board, it can literally be, like, you know, like I've said this before, back of a door, mm. pictures go up on a wall. Um, the key to it, it has to be visual. It can't be tucked away in a drawer. It can't be under a desk turned the wrong way around. It needs to be up and visual and you need to see it every day. Mm. Um, And again, anything goes on there. Now what happens is part of M3, it comes under motivation or mindset, Um, however you wanna work it in, but you would stand in front of your life board and look at all the things and mix the emotion with the things. So for example, when you look at your family, you would mix the emotion in on that life board. Mm. When you look at the future goals you want to achieve. So for example, if you, you see yourself driving, if you're, you know, you, you really want to drive a brand new car, you would see yourself, close your eyes. You look at the picture, close your eyes and you see yourself driving that car, feel the steering wheel. Mm. If you feel that you want to have 500 grand in the bank, in the bank at the end of the year, you need to vision yourself, you know, in front of your life where you stand there and you see the money and you see yourself going to an ATM, I'm sorry, you call it cash point here, right? So you see yourself going to cash point and you vision yourself, putting your pin in, checking the balance and you see 500 grand. Mm. Um, that's what a life board is. It's so much more than a vision board. And I think a vision yeah. board's cool, but it's literally for one thing. A life board, it's so much yeah. bigger. And that's that forms part of the routine. And like I said, look, this is, this is the how. Mm. This is how you do things, but there's a hell of a lot more that sits underneath yeah the work that we do yeah cool that's great thanks next topic i want to uh 
possibly discuss yeah. with you is the coaching industry. <laughs> and we know that recently, we were discussing earlier, we went online and we saw places offering coaching diplomas <laughs> for as little as £25 yeah. on special. And in no way is this accredited or uh, does it actually make you a qualified coach. What, where do you think the industry is right now in the UK? And are there any pitfalls to the industry, things to look out for? Uh, is there anything you wish you could change mm. in the industry? Well, look, you know, currently it seems like everyone's a coach. Mm. <laughs> You've got everyone. I'm a life coach. I'm a this coach. I'm a this. I can help you. You know, you know, you, you spotted something. What isn't it? Twenty-five pound, and mm. within twenty-four hours, reduced from four hundred pound. Mm. I spent thousands and thousands of pounds. Um, well, not me. The company did. Thank God, um, to be where I am now in terms of coaching. Um, so, like I said, you know, it's kind of like the coaching industry right now in England is unregulated. You know, because everyone's a life coach. It's sort of like a free for all, and that worries me because. Look, look, I think if people want to, you know, people are trying to make money and they they might have a passion for, for coaching. I think that's cool. Um, but it is un unregulated right now. You know, if you're going to be coached by someone, I'd point to you in the direction of the ICF, which is like the FIFA of football. Mm -hmm. um, the ICF uh, regulates um, the coaching standards, the ethics that sits behind it. And the coactive um, company that I worked with uh, have been approved by the ICF and one of the oldest companies to work with the ICF. Um, so if you're looking for a coach, one of the things you might want to look at is understanding their diplomas, their, you know, how they've been certified. Mm. Because the industry right now in England, in, in America, is a lot more structured. Mm. I mean, you still have the odd person saying, you know, I'm a coach and here's what I do. Um, and I can help you. But the UK, it's years behind. The UK is years behind America. Mm. So for people like me, we're we're primed and we're well, we're well placed to to support the industry and take it forward. Um, and there are other people who really don't understand it much. And what they're trying to do is look. They've got passion for talking to people. I think that's good, but you really need to go through a proper certified program. Mm. And what does it actually take to get through the certified program? Can you tell us a little bit about it so we understand the process that you go through? Because at the minute, there are a lot of uh, online courses and the online courses, there's just a few modules. You basically read them, they do a little recap and summary and then pop out the end comes a certificate that mm. says you're a life coach on a, on a little diploma. And I know that you've gone through a process um, that was a lot more than that. But can you just give us a little brief overview of what that is and why you're so well equipped to coach people and the skills that you've learned along the way yeah so you know and just just quickly on that so the people that get certified if you want to call it that within 24 hours or a week that's not again it, it might be if it's icf accredited if it's not with the icf you're not certified to mm. coach right you can coach but you're not certified mm. you need to sign up to all the ethics and and all, all that stuff um so what we did so every coaching company that's certified with the icf so the ICF says, look, these are our ethics and this is how we need to operate if you're a coach. Different companies take that and say, okay, cool, let me write a program and I'll run it by you. So they go back to the ICF and say, here's what, we've taken all the ethics that you've you've given us, all the rules, all the guidance, and we've created this, these programs and here's our techniques. It's then signed off by the ICF. And therefore you now have a coaching company that's accredited through the ICF, which is great. Now all coaching companies have different types of 
techniques they use um which is cool it just depends which one you want to go go to and you know you can do some research on that but basically what we did was through cti they do i think it's quite a few modules and the core of it is really understanding being curious in terms of really listening to what your client is saying um and using the techniques that you've been taught to help them make that shift make that change understand the here and the now um there's no advice given when you're coaching you do you do not give any advice um but it's really important to, to understand the difference between a certified coaching company um and someone else who's not the techniques vary from you know um you can do a bit of visioning whilst you're coaching with someone mm -hmm. um to powerful questions metaphors you know you know i'm always dropping metaphors yeah you know yeah. the kids and my son said to me Daddy, you know how do you come up with this stuff and i'm like i don't know just um again loads of techniques that you can use and what that does is the person that's the client the coachee you're helping them to see things. I mean, sometimes, you know, there's been stuff where, you know, you're working with someone and it just feels like by the words that they're using, you're repeating the words to them and you might end up in a place where you're actually talking to someone, coaching them and the, the metaphor might be, well, or the vision might be, you're in a dark room right now. It feels like you're in a dark room. How does that, mm. oh, yes, I am. Okay, cool. You know, some of the things you're looking at, um, you can't see. How does that, you know, does that, yes, you know, here's a torchlight and you, you kind of go through different types of vision and techniques as well. I mean, there's so much that, um, the CTI has taught. Um, and again, that took a couple of years to go through that program. Um, at the, at the end of the program, I was just looking back on it, reflect on it. What do you think is really important? So I'm, I'm looking for, um, coaching prospects now. I, I want to find a, a coach, mm. Is there any special requirements? Is there certain people that you want to learn from or, or pick as a mentor? Who do you look out for? How do you search correctly? Rather than just getting uh, swamped by Facebook ads, marketing ads, mm. let's say come here. How do I go about picking the correct course or mentor? What advice do you have? So what do I need to look for? Where do I need to go to try and get the correct, the correct help to become a coach? So if you want to become a coach, the first place I'd point you is the ICF. Mm. You know, check out the ICF and they've got a, um, they've got like a sort of a list of coaching companies that are affiliated with them. Mm. And like I say, it's almost like imagine Manchester United not signing up, you know, and being part of FIFA, then they wouldn't really, you know, they're sort of rogue. Mm. And you want to make sure, you know, if you're speaking to a coaching company, are you accredited through the ICF? And if they're like, no, and they can't show you evidence of that, I wouldn't recommend you. Mm. You um, <laughs> you do any coaching with them? Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and where are you with you, your coaching at the minute? So let's let's have an overview of mm. um, what you're doing, what you're expanding into. Um, we know you've got a, a lot on, so can you tell us what's your coaching practice like? Is it one to ones? Is it group sessions? Is it just uh, people that you see through online ads? So let's let's talk a little bit about you, what you do more in a broad sense, uh, and your services. Yeah, so, you know, in terms of coaching, like I said, we do three things. One's mentoring, motivation, and coaching. When it comes to coaching, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions, and mm -hmm. I've got clients all around the world, so that would be either on the phone or by video. Mm -hmm. They usually last between 45 minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. It can be less than that. 
Um, so that's the one-on-one -on -one sessions. You then have group sessions. So of course, two or more people, um, whether it's in companies or not. And that could be quite varied as well, where you go and, and how that's done. That's usually face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. um, you then have, um, so I've started something new, which is uh, player care, player welfare, which mm -hmm. is you know currently focusing on young footballers or athletes that need some support in terms of whether they're transitioning out of the game, whatever mm -hmm. game that is, or whether they're in the game and they're looking for, so they've got the whole, um, you know, in terms of their coaching, physic, you know, physicality, but we're looking at more mindset coaching to help them. Mm. You know, that's the the other fifty percent. I guess it's really, really important, for, especially for people that are coming out of professional sports. That must be such a change of mindset, change of yeah. routine, and change of coming out from everything you've been structured, everything you know, yeah. <laughs> and now it's just chaos potentially. You don't know yeah. where to go. So let's talk a little bit about that. What do you do there? What's, what's the strategy for helping out these athletes? Yeah, so I mean, look, when you, so if you think about some of these young kids there, five grand a week, you know, they've, majority of these kids, majority come from broken homes, mm. lots of friends, so-called friends. Um, and then the money dries up because they might not be offered another contract or they get injured. Mm. Um, suddenly all the friends leave, um, obviously broken home, things change, you don't have a job. Um, you only know one thing, which is football. Um, some of the clubs are getting really better at, well, actually a lot of them are getting better at supporting in terms of the transition, but that only lasts for a certain amount of time. Mm. Um, in terms of the help, it's almost like, you know, setting up bank accounts. Um, how, how do you do that? It's, it's, you know, how do I create a CV? How do I, um, find a job? What job, what do I want to do? You mm. know, um, it's, it's the support rather than, cause if you think right now, they would be, they would be all this, all these sort of things to be done for them, right? They mm. don't even know how to make how to make breakfast or cook food, and mm. so it's, it's 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 a general overview of how how it works, and really, you know, half daily check ins to see how how they're getting on, mm. you know, meeting with them one on one, setting out a plan, understanding what they what they what they're up to, um, setting out a plan, and then you know really sticking to that plan to get them to where they want to be. Mm. I mean, it's difficult for them because, like I said, you know, once friends leave and money dries up, it's quite lonely. Mm. It is a lonely place. However, lots of the clubs are doing an awesome job. The problem you've got is some clubs can't afford that yeah. to continue that for a long time. So yeah, and that's 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 a bit of what player welfare is. And when I say player welfare, it's more athlete welfare. But mm. currently, our focus is on helping Premier League clubs right down to whatever level to help their 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 young athletes. Yeah. You know transition but then there's the other flip side which is more the mindset stuff which mm. is you know you're an athlete and you're doing really well on the pitch you know and we really concentrate on it for example you know i i get really nervous before taking penalties you know okay cool and then we we do some work around that the physical side of it is actually going up and practicing and practicing mm. you can do that all day long but when you've got a crowd in front of you screaming abuse and or it's like the other day that football game with you know Marcus Rashford last kick of the game and everyone you know it's that mindset to the techniques we use in terms of how do I clear my mind mm. focus on what I'm going to do and where I'm going to place this ball how I want to be as I I I stand up and I'm about to strike the ball mm. right you know who am I being at that moment am I being a nervous wreck that's about to take this penalty um, or am I going to be you know an absolute hero and mm. you kind of see the future before you've even hit the ball sort of thing and what about 
uh, players that maybe had that career that are now leaving so they might be retiring yeah. or they might be leaving due to injury after being in the game for years mm. so do you, do you work with older clients coming out of the industry yeah, after yeah. having a career yeah absolutely so I mean guys like that or again or girls like that that's a more understanding you know they've had a, an awesome career or an average career depending on who they are um, and that's more so they might have an idea of what they want to do but there's almost that, that missing link of well how do I do it mm. Um, the nervousness that sits behind um, leaving their routine of training every day and playing football and, you know, the whole team mentality. Now you're by yourself, right? You might still have an agent, you might not. Um, but it's also helping them make that transition, mm. you know, from being in a team to by yourself. Um, or even, you know, what's next? Am I going to work on TV? Am I going to work in radio? Am I going to open a company? It's trying to understand. So what we don't do is tell them, right, okay, we're going to help you make loads of money. We're not, we're not mm. doing we that. We don't want to give false promises. Yeah, and, 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 you, know, and yeah. you know, that's not the work we do. What we do is really concentrate on how are you going to prepare yourself mentally? It's like a mental gym mm. to really get to that next level mm. of, of transition, whatever it is, whether you're young, older, um, Leaving, leaving the game, whatever the game is. I think that's a great insight into what you do into Play Welfare. Thanks, sir. And let's talk a little bit about what you do for businesses because I know you actually do a little bit of business coaching too. Yeah, yeah. So can you just talk us through what's the objectives with your business side of, of, of the coaching practices and what does that entail really? Yeah, so business coaching is interesting. So you've got, so it's quite broad, right? When mm. people talk about being a business coach and when people approach me, and it's on the website, we don't help people make loads of money. We're not interested in that. You know, if you come to me and say, look, I want to increase revenue by a million pounds this year, we say, okay, no thanks. We're not, that's not what we do. Our, our business coaching is around people, you know, and I'll say it again, 90, over 90 odd percent of businesses, you know, I've <laughs> said this before, they give you a, a discount card and a few um, incentives for the year and that's their employee welfare program. And here's a number you call up when you're feeling depressed, right? Um, and that's it. There's no on-site coaching department. There's no on-site maybe therapy or whatever it is. And they've got a whole bunch of things they need to achieve. And they set ridiculous goals and timeframes. And they expect you to, you know, expect their employees to, to hit those timeframes. And when they go home, they don't realize the strain that goes on with the employees and mm -hmm. how they feel stressed and... How horrible it feels and guess what you know when you get home because some people might travel far you've got about four or five hours home with your kids or whether you live by yourself or whatever and i'm i guarantee majority of people are thinking about the stress of work or hating the fact that might not be the stress but the fact that they don't like where they are mm. um you know so what we do is we really when com companies that approach us it's more for how can we help your employees in terms of m3 you know, the routines, because if you get your employees motivated in the morning, moving in the morning and, you know, that mindset, right, with life boards and all sorts, they're going to come in more, more complete, mm. you know, in terms of how they feel. Because what we say is no one's broken, you know, no one's, you know, no one's broken. Everyone is whole and we're fixed. We're, we're fine. What it means you don't need fixing. You just need to understand um, how can we motivate employees without throwing them a discount card yeah so i guess you want to find that blend of helping the employees realize the company's vision and what they're all working yes. towards and then being more as f driven towards that whilst also having their own welfare and making yeah. sure they're looked after 
Yeah, definitely. Because so many companies, you know, they'll say we're, we're, we're number one. And you say, okay, cool. That's really great. Number one in what? Oh, in the, um, you know, let's just say electronics area. Okay, great. And is there a league, right? And and who's top of that league? And what are the rules that sits behind that? How are you number one? Um, and there's no vision and the vision's broad. And if the vision's broad, then the problem you've got is um, employees don't understand it. Mm. And then it's the, the whole carrot, you know, let's do well. And then at, at the end of the year, you'll be paid a bonus, but we're going to work you hard. You know, com the great companies, and I'm always mentioning names that we've worked with, are companies that understand our employees, our employees come first. Mm -hmm. And let's help them, you know, with weekly sessions, weekly calls, understand who they are. Because when you know who you are and what you're doing, it generates the results that you come to work feeling motivated, you act better, you know how to deal with um, difficult scenarios at work. You know, there's lots of um, positive sort of, you know, rather than, you know, you, you come in late or why are you late? Rather than is everything okay? Yeah. You know, and then yeah, people yeah. say, well, that that's silly because what about someone's consistently late? Then that's a different conversation. Mm. You know, that's like, look, are you okay? I've seen that you're late. I've asked you this a few times now, We, you know, and you have that difficult conversation rather than the minutes one person is late, it's kind of like, why are you late? You know, let's put them yeah, on the plan. Fill out this form, sign this, that's it. You've got to yeah. do a little declaration of, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like, the train was late, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you recorded it on the system to say this person, give them a break. Yeah. You know, and, and the word that shows up is empathy, you know, just have some empathy. Mm. It, there's not enough of that right now. Everyone's sort of more driven. And UK businesses, I'll say over and over again, um, they don't understand employee welfare mm. they, 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 they're going to start understanding it because this is going to be a big deal they don't understand it and so do you think that the key of employee mindset and employees all being visioned together of working towards the correct goals and having their their employee welfare looked after would basically contribute to the company's success the, the company doing better because the employees are performing better Absolutely. in the right mindset so think about it like this right they they hire, so they, they refuse to hire coaches or, or someone else to help on site or even pay X amount to have maybe fruit delivered on a weekly basis because that's too expensive. But they will hire, um, you know, uh, not a temp, like a, a contractor to come in and you're spending like 800 quid a day. And you see the contract and you're thinking, well, what are you doing? Mm. And some contractors, to be fair, you know, these people are contracted in. It's not their fault. If there's no one looking after that contract, it's £800 a day. Mm. Some are more, some are less, of course. But but you won't spend money on some fruit. Yeah. Right. Or you won't spend money on saying, right, I'm going to select not the top level people. We're going to select the future leaders and say, right, we're going to work with a dozen people. And, and let's do some cool stuff mm. because it's too expensive. Don't worry, it's okay. We've got an in-house program, which by the way is crap. Mm. Most of them are crap. Mm. You know, what we've seen is it's terrible. It all links back to profit. And that's mm. not what we're talking about here. Yeah. You know, happy employees. And I don't mean generally in that broad sense, happy, but, mm. you know, uh, employees who are motivated. Feel fulfilled. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. Understanding that, you know, when they get home, they don't need to worry about stuff. They're happy to be at work. Mm. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, success and particularly I'm really interested if you can just give us a couple examples of any clients you've had where you've gone through a coaching phase with them. It doesn't have to be business, any of your clients yeah. uh, where you've had some successes and some outcomes. So no names, but just um, give us some examples of people, the process that you've been through and how they've managed to achieve something. Yeah. Okay. So. 
there's a recent client um so we've been working together for about i'd say about a year and a half now and what happened was he was working with a particular company and just like what i said you know the company you know their vision is so misaligned and they won't you know they don't even understand their vision and their mission and it's all um anyway he he approached me and said look can we do some work together and so we did that whole thing you know started with m3 and understanding firstly what is routine is we went through that process and getting into m3 um lots of cool coaching and he actually approached it from a sense of look can we have can i have motivation uh, mentoring and coaching all in one so again yeah sure um and he ended up quitting his job which is good for him because that's what he wanted to do. Take that um, leap of faith again. Take that, yeah. le- take that leap of faith. And again, when we talk about stuff like that, you know, everyone sees the Range Rovers and the nice cars, but don't understand what sits underneath it and the behaviours and, you know, there's so much. Mm. Um, and that's that whole scrolling through your phone thing again, right? Mm. Um, um, and again, lots of work, the transition, the tears. I mean, literally crying sometimes. Um, you know, doubting the process to get into the point where starting to enjoy the process and that process when i talk about that i mean coming in and being coached to um doing the work outside so if you mm. say i'm going to do this 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 after you know because there's accountability right so if we agree because i've challenged him to do x and then it's almost like if you think when you're at the gym um and if you have you know had a personal trainer i have and when he's not looking, he goes, Kev, you want to do 10? I'm like, yeah, sure. And he looks around and he looks back. How much is that? I'm like, yeah, that's 10, but that's really eight. Mm. So no one's looking. Who who are you when no one's looking? Mm. Um, however, when the when the instructor stands over me, he make, he's going to make sure I do 12. And he will say like eight twice. So, you know, you, that's the extra two you do. You know, it's like eight, eight, eight. You're like, listen, you said eight three times now. That's, that's more than 10. Mm. And that's the accountability. So someone holds you accountable because if it's not measured, as I always say to you, it's not going to get done. Mm. If it's not measured, no one's going to do it. So we went through that whole process. I'm holding him accountable. The truth is he can go away and not do anything, come back and say he did. But one of the first things we talk about in any of my sessions is this is, it's all like a, it's an Olympic arena right and i'm here to train olympians right mm. and i i see it that we're all olympians as far as i'm concerned um we just don't know how to access those skills yet and the first thing in terms of the work i do with clients is we need honesty if you're lying to me you're absolutely going to be lying to yourself so when you say you're going to go and do something if you don't do it and then you figure out a few months later kev i'm not getting the results that you know i thought i would have with you that's your fault it's not my fault um so went for it accountability did all the cool stuff started to enjoy the process he now runs his own business um and again it's difficult because you you know you don't say too much because you kind of give away who it might be sort of thing in terms of some of the listeners and Mm. um he now runs his business and he's doing really well now what happened as well is he sort of said okay cool i'm good um let's call it a day now he had paid up for i think six months and um Again, his six-month segments that he was paying. So that a year in, he, he had paid. Um, and then he goes, oh, I'm good now. I'm fine. And I'm saying to him, mate, listen, we still got, you've got an extra month. You paid for it. Let's, let's go through this. And at least let's have a, a winding down process. So let me help you sort of close the sessions off. Mm. He didn't do that. And I knew what was going to happen because he wasn't fully prepared for it. Um, and again, what happened was he ended up sort of crashing and burning a bit. 
He ran back saying, look, I really need the support and I need some help. So we started that process again. So it's important to understand that. It's a continual process. It might not just be as, for some people, I'm sure it's uh, objective hitting and you hit the objective and think it's done, but actually deeper, yeah. there's more levels to it. There is. Yeah, that's, that's a perfect example there. Yeah, and then I think also it's like, no one's saying that this has to be ongoing forever. It definitely isn't. You, we mm. can do this one session and that's cool mm. because in that once you come and say, look, I just need one session. Fine, we'll do some work. Because then I know in that one session, we need to have the, the closing off bit mm. at the end. If it's a three-month program, we know that coming to the third month, we're closing off. Mm. He literally just said, I'm done now. I I'm good. Thank you so much. You've done it. And, you know, keep the, the, you know, the last month's money is a bit of a bonus. And I was like, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. There's a process. There's a technique that sort of sits behind it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess don't be uh, overwhelmed when you get that first bit of success that it's over now and you've done all the work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. kind of think like because it's Because I can imagine once you get that success and you think, I've done it. Yeah, but you don't realize that that doesn't mean it's no, over. In fact, it could that. just be the beginning. Yeah, so yeah, and I love the the way you said uh, it's who you are when no one's looking. Yeah, that's because, so important. Yeah. You know, I always say that to people when no one's around. What are you doing? Mm. You know, when no one's around, what are you doing? Because everyone puts on a show. It's you know, we 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 do things whether it be to impress people or not, whatever, right? But when you close that door and no one's around, that's really. You know, when your instructor's not looking, mm. are you doing 10 push-ups or are you doing six and lying and saying you're doing 10? Mm. You know, and that, that's that's the thing. Are you look So that work when you're not looking at your phone, oh, well, no one's going to know. Yeah. Okay, cool. No one knows, but you know. And how important do you think it is for the people in your life? So let's take you, for example, okay? Um, how important is it for you and your family and your inner circles and your support system to give you encouragement and be on board with what you do and then also maybe clients and making sure that the people closest to you are supporting you and are with you on that journey mm. yeah no that's that's good because you know what so one of the things is that when you have your family and friends around you know people have so you know i know people who have thousands of people on on facebook and instagram and i mean personal accounts mm. you don't really know that many people um and hence why you've got I have, you know, some of you have said this, but I do have a small circle. I've literally got four people outside of my family that I really trust. Mm. Um, and it's that continuous growth, right? I'm challenged daily by family and friends. Mm. Um, and it's almost, you know, people do things without explaining why, right? And, you know, what we under, what we try to do is explain, look, here's the next step. Here's the next step, one at a time in terms of... Um, what the journey's looking like right now mm. um we've got a plan everyone understands that plan um of course it changes you know sometimes daily um but the, the general idea of what we're trying to for example this year was all about free content so you know emma knows when i'm um recording stuff and i'm up late there's a there's a reason why there's no like well hang on we didn't talk about this right mm. so the inner circle understand exactly what the goal is they understand why we're doing it and how we're doing it mm. um and again lots of arguments take place in families and or friendships when you don't have that connection and sense of well what are you doing mm. how are you doing it and why are you doing it so communication with your inner circles of family friends is very important going yeah. through the process so that they understand what you're working towards yeah and and, and, and accepting challenge because mm. i'm definitely not the you know no one is no one is the the there is no such you know Every day I'm learning from other coaches and using different techniques and, 
you know what I mean? I mean, it's really important to understand that I'm continuously, the, the amount of science that I sort of look at when it comes to behavior stuff, you know, and I haven't gone through any sort of um, school or university. I mean, you know, it's, it's continuously improving and trying to understand how can you support yourself first? Because, so, you know, it's like, how do you put on, when, you know, that, again, metaphor. <laughs> so the plane's going down and are you putting on someone else's oxygen mask or yours, mm. right? You can't help someone if you're not, helping yourself mm. it's simple as that so put on your oxygen mask first look after yourself do what you need to do to improve you and then put someone else's on you know parents yeah. do that a lot so so mums and dads would make sure their kids are okay mm. right but are you okay yeah because guess what if you're not okay your behavior subconsciously mm. is going to show um in your interactions with, with your kids yeah and what's I mean, there's a lot here. And one yeah, of the yeah. things that you've picked up on is that you've got this continuous development and that you're constantly learning, going to other coaches, seeing what they're doing. Mm. What drives that force of constantly, day in, day out, trying to, to keep going, keep learning, keep evolving um, the next steps for the business, the next steps for, for what you want to achieve? What drives it day in, day out? Yeah, so it's, it's the passion for what I do. And I remember, you know, it's kind of like, if someone said to you right now, what's your, um, what's your life purpose? Mm. You know, a lot of people are like, geez, I don't know, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, and mine's clear, it's, you know, helping people achieve their dreams and goals through coaching, mm. you know, and sometimes I always add, I, I did mentoring or, or motivation in that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but that relentless drive is, I just love understanding human transformation and behavior Mm. and you know when people post things on on the site and whether it's good or bad and they're posting things i'm intrigued by that mm. i'm intrigued by when someone says or oh, you're talking crap you have nothing against that i think that's cool mm. but i'm intrigued to understand why you mm. know where does that come from um but that continuous improvement is just something that you know it's kind of like and i always bring it back to sports if you like football or soccer you know um, it's like, you know, these guys don't just stop and then play matches. They are continuously playing and training and training and training. Yeah. And if you want to be the best or, and no one's defining what the best is, but the best you, 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 you can't stop. You need to feel uncomfortable daily, mm. uncomfortable daily. And what's it all heading towards right now? So what is the next thing that you haven't achieved yet, but you want to achieve? What is the the goal and the vision for Kevin P. Martin, where's that going? So so next up is um, I really want to support the young adults. You know, um, whatever background, I'm not really interested in their backgrounds. I really want to help young adults. You know, we were speaking before about the phones and, you know, the, you know some of the girls are on their phone and they don't understand. And um, I really want to help young. So, I mean, my one of the things I'd love to do this year, and I just haven't started doing it yet, is getting into schools, mm. you know, getting into universities, yeah. um, talking to them about, you know, understanding what's what's current, you know, some Q&A around that, small groups, big groups. Um, I'd love to support in terms of the young adults. I mean, it's a fascinating time. When we were, when, when I was young, I mean, I, I'm very young still, but when I was young, you know, I used to have to go and knock for someone mm -hmm. or, or call yeah. them and their mom and dad would be sat in the same room. I was to call one of my friends and he would be, I can't really talk right now. My mum's here. 
right? Yeah. Now you can quickly a quick Snapchat or or an Instagram, you know, DM or yeah, you you know what I mean. And suddenly, so I think all of that's fascinating. And like I said, the phone is becoming more and more powerful. You're becoming more and more accessible twenty four hours a day. Um, I'd love to know what's going on for these kids because what we know is what we've been sort of allowed to know but there's so much more going on that we really don't understand yeah yeah and you say it's it's interesting that you really want to focus on the young adults and really help them develop and change because say the, the phone's so so powerful um, when my mom and dad grew up there used to be open doors and half the houses people used to all know each other yeah. in the circles it was just like a quick knock and you just walk through and yeah and nowadays your circle is how many friends do you have who's who's the people that are liking yeah. your posts day in and day out is that actual friendship or is that just using the device and yeah i love the fact that you're focusing on that and you want to help people uh, achieve things whether it's you know young yeah, adults yeah. whether it's in sports whether it's in business yeah you seem like you're really really diverse in the uh coaching that you offer yeah and i think people you know they talk about niches and i don't listen i think you can have a niche and i think that's super cool that you've got a niche but not for me i mean i do work with particular types of i like working with people who are driven mm. who want yeah. to improve who want to achieve things I, i'm not i you know i'm not willing to work with someone who who just wants to coach and you know they're kind of like you know they don't turn up to sessions or they they say they're doing stuff and they're not. I'm not interested in those people. Yeah. I think that's up to you because whenever I've given speeches, one thing's guaranteed is there's a high percentage of people that will just write stuff down and they're not going to do anything with that. It's like a, a shot of adrenaline. They take that away and like, yes, I'm, I'm motivated. Let's go. Let's do this. You know, I've loved what Kevin said. And they go in and don't do anything. I'm not working with those people. And that's up to them in terms of driving. Mm. When they're ready to make that move, when they feel that you know what well, I'm ready, I'm I, I want to move forward now. That's the people, those, those type of people is was what I'm motivated to sort of work with. Yeah. Um. And you know, we 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 speak a lot about this as well, but you know, it's the unconscious behavior, the things you do unconsciously that drives you. You don't even realize you're doing it. You know, and mm. and so many different examples around that. But how can you understand? and be more self-aware of your unconscious behavior, which mm. drives your results. You've got the conscious and unconscious, as simple as that. Yeah. No, that's perfect, man. Listen, love what you're doing. I want to say a massive, massive thank you for uh, agreeing to this and, and tell us all about your story and everything. Um, <laughs> tell us, Kev, if people want to look you up, uh, where can they find you? Where can people uh, you know, follow you and get involved? Yeah, so um, we've got the website, uh, which is kevinpmartin.com. Um, and that's more of a, a template to sort of understand a bit more of what what, I, what, what I'm doing. Um, and it's got a few testimonials, you know, the standard type of stuff, which is cool. Um, we've got Instagram. Uh, so I think it's Kevin P. Martin, if you search us on there. And that's that's where we get most engagement, if I'm being honest. I mean, um, we've got website, sorry, a Facebook page. Again, Kevin P. Martin coach. Um, and we've also on Twitter, but we don't really do that much on Twitter. Cool. Um, um, the other cool thing that we've done this year, we started off with something called the Life Gym, and the Life Gym is a story. So it's a podcast, mm -hmm. and the importance about Life Gym, the real cool thing about the Life Gym is usually the the stories are uh, seven minutes long, seven eight minutes long. So real nice bite size. It talks about the how. So you know, like I said earlier, people talk about yeah, let's gratitude. Great. Well, what does that mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. Google it. Thanks. But how do I, right? So it's the how. 
um, seven minutes long. And then every, I think once a month we have a guest appearance. So, um, which is really cool. And all of those guest appearance are more storytelling. Mm. So it's about their story and how and when and what was it like. And, um, and that's been going really well. I think we're up to episode nine now. So it's quite new. Um, it's going super, super well. So yeah. That's great. Okay. So people can catch you on the website, you're on social media and you've got the podcast out, which is out on Spotify and iTunes, right? Yeah. It's out on all, all the major platforms yeah. actually. Perfect. If you well, just search Life Gym, yeah. Thanks very much for your time today. Thanks and uh, it, it's been great doing this interview. Thank you. Yeah. Good idea to do it, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. Thanks guys. Cool. Thanks for listening to the Life Gym series. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram by searching Kevin P. Martin. Also, check us out on the website www.kevinpmartin.com.